1958, when I was four years old, a meeting took place between two men who were said to be gods. That meeting, thousands of miles away, would impact American history and change the lives of countless numbers of people. I was never mentioned, but that meeting would forever influence my life. One of those gods, a young preacher named Jim Jones, would become one of the most notorious mass murderers of the modern age. The other was the world-famous preacher Father Divine, featured regularly in March of Time newsreels. On front page of major newspapers, called upon by presidents and senators for advice, and revered by millions as the Lord Incarnate, Father Divine was wildly successful. He was one of the wealthiest African-American men, owning businesses and properties all over the world, including California, New York, New Jersey, Germany, Switzerland, and New Zealand among many others. However, his health was fading and Jones knew this. Taller and younger, with new ideas and a different view of the world. Jones presented a great threat. Although he was new to the business of being a god, he had movie star good looks and a charisma that came close to rivaling that of his renowned mentor, Father Divine. He was still riding high off a 1956 revival he had held in Indianapolis, which had featured a famous healer named Oral Roberts. The revival had drawn large crowds, making him popular in the religious community. That warm July day when Jones was invited inside the gates of Father's palatial estate. He might have thought he was out of his league. Father lived in a French Gothic mansion situated on a hilltop estate in a posh Philadelphia suburb, an exclusive neighborhood that encompassed the high-class Philadelphia Country Club. This place would one day become my home, Jones would have seen the estate in full bloom. The grounds were meticulously kept by a team of gardeners, who made sure the property always brimmed with seasonal flowers. Every blade of grass was cut to uniform height. And the gardens were always pristine, past the entryway, with its soaring ceiling that reached over three stories, and the heavy oak doors that led to the office, Jones took his seat opposite father and the meeting commenced. This meeting would be covered in newspaper articles and books in the years to come. It would even be depicted by James Earl Jones and Powers Booth in the 1980 movie Guyana Tragedy, one of the witnesses to this meeting, and standing at father's side, was Mother Divine, whose birth name was Edna Rose Richings. She was known by Jones to be father's virgin bride, once named Sweet Angel and later, upon marriage, christened Mother Divine. Mother Divine recounted the events of that meeting in her book The Peace Mission. At first, the two men talked about ideas they had in kind, for example, that men, regardless of color, should be treated equally, and that wealth should be shared communally. Father Divine spoke of the logistics of keeping people fed and healthy. Taking care of them when they worked solely for the good of the whole, never keeping any of their excess for themselves, then the conversation turned to other ideas, ones that were not so palatable. These ideas would come to define them both in history books. They believed their followers should revere them as gods. They thought their words should be law among those who wanted a place in their coveted religions. It didn't take long for Jones to shift the conversation and announce his true purpose in calling for a meeting. He wanted to lead Father Divine's people once Father was gone, within moments, Father's armed security team came to usher Jones off the property. Afterward, father and mother spoke in hushed tones about what had just happened. Jones could not lead. 
they thought he was too self-centered and egotistical. However, with a determined Jones as a looming threat to the church and father's ailing health, the question remained, who would lead?